going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome into another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. We are, of course, a proud member of Fantasy Points and the Fantasy Points Media Group. Whoa, my goodness, my slides are changing on me. I was going to put up the, the little thing, but it's all good. It's all good. Uh, back at you guys again tonight. We got the crew, Marty Party, Doc, little cheesecake in the house, fellas. Elsie, you uh, you came back from your backpacking camping trip. How many miles did you hike on your trip? We ended up doing just under thirty on the trip, um, but uh, but at least a quarter of those were with a bum knee. So I think those count for at least one and a half mm-hmm. per mile. So I'm I'm gonna say we're over thirty with the bum knee miles added. Okay, you know what? I'll, that works. That works. Thirty miles. Did you guys have s'mores or anything like that while you guys were camping? That's the, uh, the 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 way I was handling food was I had tortillas. You get a big bag of tortillas. You get a big jar of peanut butter, and you slather it with peanut butter, and throw a handful of raisins on there. Roll that <laughs> up. You can walk and eat. It's great. It's great. Wow. Uh, um, th- yep. Yeah, that and Cliff Bars, and you're set. I, I mean, I can't disagree with you there. Uh, Doc's in the house tonight. Doc, who uh, is going out on Wednesday nights to ball games and coming home at 3 a.m. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. Uh, you know, I was just looking to, I was out all night because I just couldn't sleep thinking about the pod tonight and Toby joining. Uh, I mean, you. Uh, we'll get to our, our guests in a second here, but yes, we have a very special one. It's not here. like they can't see him, okay? That's true. That's very true. <laughs> Marty, party, how are you doing, man? Always doing great, man. Super excited. You keep it short and sweet. That's why we like you. You are. Uh, but of course, up. <laughs> joining the show tonight, one of our favorite guests here. We welcome in a man who loves his sweets, whether it's his desserts or the sweet feeling of winning all his bids in Fab. This grizzled fantasy baseball veteran asks you fantasy baseball's biggest question Does Garrett Cole still suck? You can check out his podcast, Bubba and the Bathlip, every week when they break down. That week's fab. The man that loves Vlad Guerrero Jr. It is Batflip Crazy, a.k.a. Tony Pancakes, in the house tonight. What's up, man? Oh, man. I'm doing great. I actually um, I have a bum knee, too, just from listening to uh, Cheesecake's explanation of uh, his, his hype there. When he got to the 30-mile marker, my knee just started to swell, and I'm just trying to – I'll try to make it through the rest of the podcast, but that was painful just, just listening to it. What do you think about his choice of snacks? Is that yet your approval for the the camping outing? I mean, I, it actually I, it does. I feel like I can handle that. I like peanut butter. I like raisins. I think they're a very good combination. I might switch from raisins to dark chocolate chips. Mm. I mean, that's somewhat healthy and delicious. Uh, the tortilla sounds delicious as well. So I feel like. I feel like you're halfway there. You got a lot to learn, Elsie. You are the the camping guru with all the creations they make, the s'mores. I think you've said what your favorite one was the like mint chocolate chip or mint Kit Kats or something like that. Was that the winning combination? Yeah. Mint mint Kit Kats and a s'more is incredibly delicious. Yeah, because the thing that people like you have to think about with the s'more is there's there's the texture aspect and there's the taste aspect. And so like with the texture, the Kit Kats, like they don't melt, you know, so you still have that nice wafer crunch. So there's a little bit of texture. It's not just like a, with a Reese's peanut butter cup, like it's delicious, but 
you're only getting really one texture. But with the KitKat, you're getting the additional texture. And then you also factor in the mint with the dark chocolate. Like that, to me, is just a, an incredible combination that has yet to be beat in my s'more rankings. Um, although I, I would encourage listeners to send in their recommendations and I'll try it for sure. We do need more s'mores rankings out there. Uh, that type of stuff is definitely, uh, I would know I would like to try and see the different creations people can make. Uh, but we got a fun show planned for tonight for you guys. Toby's here, not just for his great dessert takes, but for his fantasy baseball knowledge. You guys know how we do. We'll break down a bunch of different hot players, what they're doing and why they're catching our eye. Some pitching and hitting streamers, some bring out your dead. A uh, ton of great stuff here on the show. But of course, we got to get started with the rundown. So let's get it going. <laughs> You guys can hear that, right? Good, good, good. Okay. For some reason, it sounded like it was coming on my computer weird. So the players that wowed us so far this past week, and Toby, I got to ask you, do you know who that is on screen? Because all the other three guys could not figure out who that was. Um, I, I don't know. I have a guess, but I'm like afraid to guess it. <laughs> no, go ahead. Who, who's your guess? Uh, it's not Tyler Skaggs, is it? No. Oh, yeah, geez. I'm sorry. That's why I didn't want to guess I didn't know it. That was, I didn't know that was why you were scared. No, I wouldn't have put him on. It's, um, and I forget his name. Derek Holland. Yes, thank you, Derek Holland. That's Derek Holland, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Now I just feel awful about guessing who it was. I didn't know that was. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Maybe you're now my favorite guest for some <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so... I don't usually like to put guy on here back to back weeks, but he, he does need to be talked about here. And I will preface all the stats that you're going to see on screen are as of Wednesday morning. So they're uh, dated by a game or potentially two games here, but Tyrone Taylor, his last seven games, a 286, 344, 571 slash two home runs, eight RBIs, five runs, three walks and five strikeouts over that time. He hit 279 with six home runs and 21 RBIs in May. And the playing time is available with tons of injuries going on with the Milwaukee Brewers right now. Toby, I love Tyrone Taylor. I picked him up in a ton of leagues. I really feel like this is one of the guys that could stay and stick around for a long time. What are your thoughts on Tyrone Taylor? Yeah, I agree. I like him a lot. Um, he actually, even before the Renfro injury, he was pretty much the starter over Lorenzo Cain for the week before that. I think he played six out of seven uh, not this past week, week, but um, like even the week before that, because uh, Lorenzo Cain's been really bad. So I think he has access to the playing time. The skills are are pretty nice, like generally. I don't think there's any overwhelming skills, but he hits for he makes a lot of contact above league average in terms of his overall contact. Keeps the strikeout rate low. Uh, the plate discipline could be better, um, but if you're playing in an average league, that that matters a little bit less. And then, you know, in 467 plate appearances in the big leagues, he has 20 homers, seven stolen bases. So when you combine that, like you're looking at a guy who can go 2010 um, for the full season, um, maybe a little bit better if he, if he gets lucky. So I like him a lot. The batted ball skills are also really nice. Nine barrels, 8.5% barrel rate, and he's making a lot of contact. So um, that's really good. And I think if you were able to get him, I, I definitely agree that he can be a difference maker from here on out. Hits the ball extremely hard, strikeout rate below 20% this year. Definitely uh, looks like a very nice piece to have on your fantasy rosters. I got to go to you now, Marty Party. 
Trevor Larnett right now getting a ton of playing time for the Minnesota Twins at 364, 500, 909 slash, three home runs, eight RBIs, five runs, seven walks, and six strikeouts. He's got an elite 92-mile-per-hour exit velocity, which is the top 8% of the league. He does have a lot of swing and miss in his profile that could potentially be concerning, and I'll, I'll kind of go into those numbers a little bit further. But what are your thoughts as a division rival right here? Are you picking up Larnett for any of your fantasy teams? I, I think in um, you know 15-team league, you know he probably has already picked up. I'm holding off on a 12-team because of that profile. I mean, he strikes out 30, nearly 30% of the time. So I'm going to have to see it here uh, sustained a little bit longer. But when he does make contact, yeah, his, 90, his hard hit percentage is in the 90th percentile. He's barreling the ball a ton, so I love to see that. He's only 25, so the sky's you know the limit, but it's that it's that K and whiff percentage. Scary. Yeah, the, the chase contact percentage is 29.6%. The league average is 58.4%. So when he's chasing, he is not making contact with the ball. So if it's not in the strike zone, he cannot seem to hit it. Um, just overall, not seem not, not very aggressive. Uh, you know, a twenty two point eight percent first pitch swing percentage, well below league average in that ca- uh, category as well. I, I do kind of wonder if this is something that you kind of maybe you can pick him up, ride the wave, but I don't know if it's going to last. Uh, Larnich is definitely obviously benefiting from a lot of time with uh, injuries, also with the Minnesota Twins. I read a report today that they have nearly twenty percent of their roster on the IL. So that's that's it's getting pretty bad now with Sonny Gray on there as well. Ah, yeah, it's pretty rough. Evan Longoria, another player that is uh, back here and, and swinging the bat really well. A three sixteen four oh nine one point one oh five slash here. Five home runs, nine RBIs, five runs, three walks, and eight strikeouts. He had five home runs over a five game stretch. Only played so far since uh, May eleventh, so it's not like he's been playing all season. Ground ball rate only 28.6%, which is well below his career average here. Toby, is Evan Longoria somebody, especially with the third base position right now, being as scarce as it is with injuries that you find yourself picking up? Yeah, you know, I haven't picked him up in any leagues, uh, not because I wasn't that interested in Longoria. I just It just has worked out that way on my teams. You know, there's some concerning pieces of the profile so far this year. His contact rate is way down at 71.6%. That's lower by quite a large margin than it's ever been in the past. Again, he is coming off injury, so maybe he's going to be a little bit uh, slow in terms of that. And as you mentioned, he's heating up. But the batted ball quality has been off the charts. Nine barrels, 25.7% barrel rate so far this year, 51.4% hard hit. That's kind of a continuation of what we saw last year and even the year before that. So the batted ball quality is really good. The contact rate isn't quite there yet, but I think once he kind of gets um, once he gets more into more of a rhythm, having missed a good chunk of the season, I think that'll probably improve a little bit too. And and he'll be really good. You always have to worry about injuries a little bit, and the Giants do like to rotate guys in uh, in and out. Although they have a little bit less opportunity to do that this year with all the injuries they've they've suffered. So nice pickup, especially in like a deeper fifteen team league. Um, you know, especially if you're looking for some power. You should be Doc, a streamer. Streamer only. I was going to say, I think you've mentioned him as a potential streamer before, so that's how you're keeping it as as well? I, I haven't. I mean, I put him in kind of in that Jock Peterson territory. Now, I don't think he has the power upside. He hasn't hit more than 20 home runs since 2016. He's 36 right now, and I think Toby hit on the, the nail on the head with durability. He hasn't played over 130 games since 2017. Um 
I just think as you get older, like he said, the Giants are going to rotate him in and out. So ride the wave, see if you can trade him while he's high. But I'm not thinking good things rest of the season. Fair enough. Let's get to our first pitcher here in Glenn Otto. Over his last three starts, 17 innings, 14 hits, four and runs, eight walks, 13 strikeouts. He added a sinker in 2022 with a 0.166 expected batting average. And hitters are pulling the ball at a crazy 52.9% rate against him. I'm wondering, is a blow-up coming, Lil Cheesecake? Is Glenn Otto just a Cinderella story here right now? No, I think Glenn Otto uh, took advantage of a, a nice part of his schedule. The Angels have been down a little bit lately, and the Rays have been very, very down lately. And Otto did what a uh, competent major league pitcher should do and, and pitch well against teams that aren't doing very well. But I don't think this is this is some sign of, of Otto burgeoning into something much bigger. I think this is, you know, he's he's, you know, if you want to hold on to him and try to curate his matchups, that's that's what I'd try to do with him. But I, I think I think uh, I think a, a beyond that, I, I, I'm not I'm not thinking there's much more. Is, yeah, I mean, the Autobot. I mean, if you look, if you go to his Statcast page, you better make sure you wear a sweater or something. It is cold. Very much a Mr. Freeze there. Uh, Glenn Otto, I mean, we saw kind of glimpses here and there, but there is nothing really in his profile to me that stands out too much. I mean, a 19.1% K rate. Uh, last year, it was 25.2% more in a limited sample size. Toby, I feel like you're very plugged into pitchers. What do you feel about with Glenn Otto? <laughs> yeah, I really have no interest in Otto at all, honestly. Um, I think even in his last outing when he did really well, it took an Eli Eli White robbing a three-run homer in the first inning to keep that uh, right. to be a reasonable start. You look at those last three starts, and honestly, I'm not sure whether that's supposed to be good or not. Like 13 Ks in 17 innings, uh, 22 combined hits and walks in 17 innings. Their earned runs is obviously nice in 17 innings, but I think that has to do with some luck factors as opposed to actual skill. And especially being on the Rangers – uh, not really being able to finish guys off, so he can't go super deep into games. I just think that there's not a lot of opportunities for for wins in that profile, and I don't think there's a lot of opportunities for much much at all. I'd much rather have like a, just a strong middle reliever um, in there than I would Otto. Then let's talk about somebody who is, um, let's say he's sweeping the nation right now, Aaron Ashby, somebody that if you didn't pick him up already, you're too late. <laughs> Aaron Ashby over his last two starts, 11.2 innings pitched, nine hits, one earned run, five walks, 17 strikeouts, 21 swinging strikes in his last start, 10 on the changeup, uh, which is not even his go-to pitch for strikeouts. That's his slider. Slider's still nasty this year. And a rotation spot is secure, you would think, pretty much the rest of the season with Freddie Peralta potentially gone until August, September, and Brandon Woodruff is also on the shelf right now. So Ashby's here to stay in the rotation as long as he's going to perform somewhat with what he's been doing. I'm curious right now, Toby, if you're in a fab league, let's say a hundred dollar fab league, what percent of your fab would you spend on Aaron Ashby? Oh man, I'm not I'm not I'm not a good person to ask about this because I generally don't spend a lot of fab. Say a little amount to, like to, to like, break David's heart. I please. like to I like to to pick pick at it. But I would say with Ashby, I'd be willing to probably go like fifteen dollars in a hundred hundred dollar fab league, something like okay. that. Uh, maybe maybe a little bit more. Um, the profile is really nice. You know who he reminds me a lot of is uh, Framber Valdez. He's got the mm-hmm. super high ground ball rate at 
you know, the DC, good swinging strike at 13.2%. Nice O swing in zone contact rate is all right. He like doesn't really dominate in the zone. He needs those chases. But he walks, he's walked a ton of guys so far. Like last year, it was 9%. It's up to 12.7% now. But because he he gets so many ground balls, you're going to see a lot of double plays. He doesn't give up a lot of homers. So you can kind of get by with that profile. So a little bit of a whip concern, but decent ERA. And he's obviously in the NL Central, which is garbage, except for my Reds, you know. Um <laughs> And so I think I think he's he, I think he's a really nice ad right now. And like you mentioned, he's got some. I think Freddie Peralta. I'd be very surprised if he's pitching like extensive innings by even by the time the season ends, because I think the Brewers are gonna are gonna use him very judiciously. Uh, they're gonna want him for the playoffs, which they're gonna go to, and they're gonna need uh, they'll they'll benefit from having him be a fresh arm, even if he's like just a few inning bullpen guy. So. I, I like Ashby a lot. You know, for me, that's a huge amount of fab to to bid. I don't often do that for players, but he would be right up there with the guys that I'd be interested in who might have a chance of being on the wire right now. And we did see flashes last year, just kind of got to a little bit of a slow start this year. I know the velocity was down earlier on in the season. Oh, we saw the slider on display last year. Hit the slider on pitches thrown 200 or more times last season. His slider had the third lowest expected batting average against just behind, I believe, a Blake Trident slider and a, a Corbin Burns curveball. So uh, very nasty, obviously, and he's making that shown, uh, showing that right now. Marty Party, let's talk about a guy here with the Colorado Rockies, and uh, his name is being blocked by my things. I, I forget. I think it's Feltner. Uh, I forget. His yeah, name. Ryan Feltner. Ryan Feltner. Thank you. Seven innings, seventeen innings pitch, fourteen hits. He got a 371 ERA on the season, five walks to 20 strikeouts, a very healthy 28.6% K rate. Sensatella was returning, which could mean his demotion. I didn't follow up with that. I know Sensatella was activated. Uh, I didn't see if he still stuck around or not, but definitely doing well with his limited time so far. What are your thoughts on on our guy here on screen? Yeah, so he kind of, Fellner kind of came out of nowhere here. I, I mean, there's no. Um... Uh, no hiding it. I'm not a big fan of core, you know, any pitcher, you know, that's uh, on the Rockies here. I'm always, you know, kind of, kind of nervous here, but I do like the K rate, a 3.05 Sierra, and only a 9.7 walk rate. So everything looks pretty good there. When you hop over to the stat cast data, you know, he's limiting hard to- contact at a, at a decent rate, nothing crazy there. His uh, velocity is okay. His spins. Okay. He's only 25, but um, He's going against the Braves next. That's his next outing there. That's going to be that's going to be important. I want to see how that that rolls out, and then from there you can kind of make a decision. But um, yeah, Sensatella sh- it should be a two start pitcher next week, so I'm not too sure what the Rockies are going to do. Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing where he is on your two start chart. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know. <laughs> I do. We got Jake Junis also here making some noise. 27 innings pitched uh, so far this season. 22 hits, 11 runs, six walks, and 17 strikeouts. I don't know if actually that's his seasons. I have to double check that. Gasly, 18.8% K rate, but he's got a sub 5% walk rate. Only gone six innings in two of his seven games pitched this season. Uh, So-so outing, didn't even make five innings in his last start uh, versus, I believe, the Philadelphia Phillies. I think only four and a third there. So right now, looks like a a streamer type of guy. I don't know if you can trust him, Toby. Is he type of guy maybe – he got two starts. You maybe you pick him up, but other than that, not too interested. 
Yeah, I have Junis a few places. I think in a 15-teamer, he's at least a little bit interesting. Um, the graphic mentions the really low walk rate, which is which is certainly nice. Anytime a pitcher goes over the Giants now, you have to expect some dramatic improvement, and he's seen it. There's been some luck involved, for sure. 238 BABIP, um, 0.97 home runs per nine when his career is 1.56, 82.8% strand rate, which is well above his career average at 72.9%. So all the luck factors are kind of going in the right direction. I started him this week. Uh, he has the two-step, as you mentioned, at Philly, which I was very nervous about. I was very happy to come away, even though he didn't go with five for five, uh, come away with the line that he had, and then he's got Miami on Sunday. So hopefully that ends up being a better start. I think there are at least some positives that you can take away with the really low walk rate, um, you know, and being on the Giants, but... It's it's tough. I don't think I'd be touching him in a twelve, even in even in a situation where you got the two um, when you have a two start week. So I think he's kind of exclusively for fifteen teamers, just because I I don't see the the huge upside. And that's something that's been, that I've been focusing a little bit more on this year is for for a lot of these pitchers, right? Like even when they're streaming and they've got good matchups, the the ceiling is still pretty low because that K rate's so low um, and they're not going, you know, the, they're not going very deep into games. So you're just hoping they get to five, maybe six innings. And there's a lot of direction. There's a lot of ways that that can go badly. So I'm trying to shy away from those pitchers just because I'm not sure they're worth it. But in a 15 teamer in that type of deep league with those two starts and being on the Giants and having a chance to get some wins, I was comfortable doing it this week. That's fair. Yeah, I think that you hit the nail on the head with that. It's What I was going to say is interesting, too. He's pitched 65 innings over the last two seasons, and he's at 37 right now. So is his arm going to hold up for a long period of time after not you know, pitching 100-plus in almost three years? Yeah, well, that's a good point as well. Elsie, wrap us up here. Talk about Michael Harris II, who was just promoted by the Braves. He uh, season stat line of 154, 154, 154. Again, this is as of Wednesday morning. Zero home runs, one RBI, two runs, zero walks, four strikeouts. Promoted from Double A, and I've heard a lot of people uh, plugged into the Braves, so they didn't even think he was going to debut with them this year. It was going to be something next season. He's bypassed Triple A, but a key to note is he was sixth in the minors since 2016 in stolen bases. So he is somebody that is going to get a lot of stolen bases. Braves need the outfield help. I think they were looking for a spark. Is the stolen base appeal worth it enough for you to pick him up, Elsie? Um. I generally shy away from guys like this who are going to be uh, the the subject of bidding wars um, because I just don't think prospects come through enough uh, often enough to be worth those types of of, of fab fights. I um, I mean he's not hitting well. He's a he's, he's a high level prospect. I think he was uh, top twenty or so coming into the season. Um, so he's definitely has the pedigree, uh, but I. I, I wouldn't be really I wouldn't be running out to try and get him. You know, they weren't expecting him to come up. It's possible he's going to end up being overmatched. Yeah, I think it's already kind of being shown so far. Mm-hmm. And obviously, play really good defense too. The, the power is a big question with him, but I wouldn't expect that he's going to stick around as long as he's hitting the way that he is. Uh, it hasn't gotten any better, I don't think, since I made this graphic. <laughs> But let's go now. Let's go to uh, – we missed it last week, but LC is back. So now we can talk about players that we're going to bring out your dead for. Yes. 
Yes, Bring Out Your Dead, the weekly uh, segment where we roll up to you with our death cart and we take the bodies off of your roster that are that are just they're just causing your roster to stink. So we're going to come up with our death cart, drag them out, we'll carry them away, guys. Just a little gallows humor, just a little fun with this. Uh, the first person we're going to talk about and bring out your dead is uh, uh, shown by uh, suggested by two uh, two triple play uh, uh, people, Toby and and Marty. Both want Yasmani Grandal to be taken away on the cart. Uh, I have a few questions. Yasmani Grandal is he still elite? Where would he be drafted in a second chance league if you were drafting right now? And I th- I had this question. Gary Sanchez or Yasmani Grandal right now? Uh, I think that's a I think that's a legit question. If anyone, I I I I may go Sanchez right now. Yasmani is so cold that batting average is so painful. Um, I don't I just don't know what to do with them. Two people also uh, feel the same way. I dropped them in my home league uh, myself. The next person that was asked to bring away Mike Carter. Brought up Jared Kelnick, technically. This is not an official three-timer club for Jared Kelnick. He's in the minor leagues. And I think our boy Doc was just trying to get under Eric Cross's skin by bringing up Kelnick. Unofficial, doesn't count. Kelnick does not get a nickname just yet. I think you kind of have to be on a major league roster. But uh, Carter, Mike brings up Lourdes Gurriel and Jose Abreu. Lourdes, really someone who a lot of people, myself included, thought might. That was my guy. Yeah, your guy too. He was going to be the, one of the benef- benefactors of that great Toronto lineup. Hasn't happened. Only two home runs. 108 ISO on the season. Jose Abreu. Mike had Mike's had some bad luck with that. Jose definitely way below expectations so far this season. Currently on a 10-game hitting streak, though. Let's hope he keeps that going for all those people who invested highly for him. Uh, got a lot, a lot of pain going on in the fantasy industry this season, uh, this week. Ryan uh, wants to talk about Sal, Fam, and Jonathan India. Fam, do we give him a pass because he's so passionate about fantasy sports? <laughs> do we give him a pass? That's a topic right now in sports. <laughs> I'm just really impressed that you took the the screenshot within five seconds of him posting. <laughs> The reply. Hey, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. Hey, that's, that's absolutely hey. incredible. I mean, let's let's be honest. Like the hand-eye coordination <laughs> that's required to achieve something like that, you may be able to replace one of the guys we're talking about in fantasy. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, it could be Sal. He's hitting 187. Got those six six dongs on the season, but will he turn it around? He was a top 30 pick. I took him top 30 in a few leagues. How's he going to justify that? That power's got to come back. Sal, where you been, buddy? Where are you going to be for the rest of the season? Jonathan India, he's currently being sung to by the Oogie Boogie Man. Because where has he been? He's just hiding down there in the Oogie Boogie Man. I've been watching too much uh, Nightmare Before Christmas because of my kids, I guess. But uh, he <laughs> yeah, was testing that man. hamstring yesterday. <laughs> the Oogie Boogie Man, come on. Uh, he tested that hammy yesterday. Uh, hopefully, he'll be back soon. Um I know he was scheduled to come off of the uh, IL very shortly, early early June. Uh, keep your fingers crossed on that. There's a lot, like I said, a lot of pain. Is this coming up? And Stephen Kwan, Britain says it all right here. Ice cold, three for 31 in his last 10 games. Stephen Kwan, I paid that much for this. 
Is this a, another example of early season exuberance on the hot starts? I think it is. Uh, uh, Britain's not even sure, I th it seems, if, uh, if old Kwani is a quad A player or a big leaguer. Let's see. Hopefully mm -hmm. he can pull it back out. A lot of people put a lot of money on Stephen Kwan. Um, uh, Jose Arquiti, someone who I, I spent a lot of draft capital on over the course of this season. The problem with him is you're looking at his game log right here. You just don't know when you can throw him. You just don't know when he's going to pitch well. He has had a tough schedule so far, but the games he's thrown well, you were going to, you're going to Texas. Maybe you'd have gotten that one. Um, you know, D Detroit, maybe you'd have gotten that one. But otherwise, how are you going to know when to throw him? Or Keedy, very tough to know what to do with him. Obviously, uh, if you have a better option, he's droppable at this point uh, in, in a smaller, lower, uh, the, the smaller team leagues. Um, Ranger Suarez, walk rate way up. When do you use him? Another, another example of that. As you can see, you're not going to be playing him for that great start at the Dodgers. No one got that start. When are you going to use Ranger Suarez? Uh, that walk rate, not keeping that whip way down. Like it, he's not as pre precise as he was last year, and he's not giving you what you hoped you'd get from that promise. So this is the last Boyd of the week. Bring out your dead, and it is to Marty. What is the Glen Otto incident? Uh, Marty, can you uh, can you el elucidate? Yeah, so that would be um, Drew, the Tigers fan, who's a friend of the show. He's actually been on the show before. Um, so he, um, as you know, I do the two-star pitchers for fan tracks. He went with uh, with what I put. I sat Glenn Otto. I said, hey, sit him um, for this week going up against Tampa, going up, going up against Seattle. So Drew called me out after um, Otto went six innings, you know, uh, <laughs> one run, I think, four Ks. So, yeah, I, I got that call wrong, but I'd stand behind it. I still would not have pitched him. And he could, he still has time to absolutely blow it against Seattle. He's going to he's gonna get blown up by Seattle. There you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was good. Uh, good. Uh, Toby, any of real, just kind of real quick, any of those that you're, you know, whether it's Grandal, uh, I believe there, I mean, there were so many of them. Uh, Stephen Kwan, any of these guys that personally have uh, collecting dust on your bench that you're finding yourself bringing the card out for? Yeah, I have Grandal in a couple places. Um, you know, he started off last year like this as well. He really struggled a lot. When I look at the underlying numbers, there's not huge changes in his profile. So I think there's still a chance for him to come back. He's still walking 13% of the time. His K rate is the same as it was last year. He just has a 200 Babbitt. And then his um, home run per fly ball is at 4.5%, uh, whereas his career is 18.5%. He has eight barrels, but only two home runs. So I think he's been a little bit unlucky, and he can turn it around. And that batting average can change really quickly for a guy like Grandal as well, because he actually doesn't get a lot of at-bats. He walks so frequently that you know the, the number of at-bats he gets compared to plate appearances is a little skewed. And so I think he can make up that ground pretty quickly. But that was, that was a pretty gnarly group of, of, uh, of people. I would be perfectly fine having them taken away from my fantasy teams if they were, <laughs> if they were there. But I'm relatively fortunate. I think Grandal is the only one that I might have on my, a roster of any of my teams. Uh, avoided those uh, other ones. That's good. Uh, let's go now to our most added players. And this is courtesy of CVS on Monday mornings is when we take a look at these guys. And this list headlined by William Contreras at in 46% of leagues, Aaron Ashby 
Jock Peterson, Michael Harris, Jake Junis, a lot of guys you saw in the beginning part of the show, Luisa Rise, David Peterson, Clay Holmes, and Cole Calhoun. Uh, so again, a very interesting list. I won't go too much in depth with these guys as we talked about a lot of them. I will say William Contreras was on a blistering pace and playing not even just catcher, but he was playing in the outfield too. Uh, is he more just a catch, a two-catcher league target? You're not starting him in any one-catcher leagues, right, guys? Uh, the only thing that I'd say is that he is playing pretty much every day. So compared to a lot of catchers that you're going to have even in one-catcher leagues, if he plays every single day, and his numbers have been phenomenal so far, he's definitely going to regress a little bit. But just by virtue of playing every day, I think he's more valuable than the vast majority of catchers is if he keeps it up. That's a good point. The everyday playing time is definitely a key. Because, uh, that's that's going to help a lot at the catcher position. Uh, let's also now the flip side of the coin. We looked at the most dropped players. <laughs> and the most dropped players. Stephen Kwan, as he was in the Bring Out Your Dead, is dropped in 17% of leagues. Leading the group here, Zach Greinke, Sheldon Noisy, Chad Cool. Andres Jimenez, Fred Keller, James Caprillion, and Owen Miller. A couple Guardians on this list. I feel like Guardians just cycle through players. Like, they get hot for a little bit, then they ride the bench, they get dropped a lot. So, um, I don't think there's anybody too surprising on this list. Is um, I think Andres Jimenez, I think with uh, this was actually before his uh, last few games where I you know he had a three-run home run the other day, a couple RBIs the next day, so I think he'll be off this list. But uh, I think in general, a lot of guys you're probably not rostering in too many leagues, hopefully. Uh, before we get to Doc's hitting streamers, just one other quick note. Lineup schedules. These are team schedules looking ahead to week nine. Just one thing to key to note here. If you have any Chicago Cubs or Detroit Tigers on your team, they play five games. Every other team plays at least six, but those two teams only play five. So if you have a lineup decision to make with either of those players on those teams, just keep that in mind. They won't have as many games next week. All right, Doc, why don't you go through some hitting streamers, and then Toby can pick his favorite of all your hitting streamers that you put on here. So go ahead, and uh, why don't you give us those guys? All right, well, the first, and uh, thanks for the sound effect, David. Mm -hmm. So first, I saw him yesterday, and I yelled at him, I'm having having you on my uh, hitting streamers segment of my show. I don't think you heard me, but it's Taylor Trammell owning 0.6% of ESPN leagues. He's hit safely in five out of the last six games, and since being recalled from AAA, 353, one homer, five RBIs, five runs. The Mariners play six games next week, and their offense is heating up a little bit. So someone to ride the wave, and that should be available in most leagues. The next, Albert Almora Jr., owned in 0.4% of leagues. I mean, the, the trend of hitting safely in five out of the last six games. He hasn't had a full-time position since 2019, and he hit 12 homers, 32 RBIs. So hopefully with the Reds, he can have somewhat of a role with Tyler Naquin on the IL. I know Tommy Pham played today, but I, I'm curious about his his role moving forward. If he has an everyday role, I think there's a little bit of question of his character now. He wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if they look to trade him at the deadline. And the Reds play seven games next week. And then the last is the plumber himself. That's Nick Plummer owned in 1.7% of ESPN leagues. Since being recalled, four for nine, two homers, five RBIs over the last four games. Brandon Nimbo, Travis Jankowski are both hurt. Dom Smith optioned, which opens up an everyday role. And in the minors this season, 250, six homers, 21 RBIs, two stolen bases. So somebody that can do it all and a guy that will probably want to make the most of his playing time. 
So Toby, out of that, those three, do you have a favorite of those those ones that Doc gave us? Uh, I would go with Taylor uh, Trammell or Trammell. Um, he's a guy that I'm looking at for next for next week in some leagues. I do I don't like the at Houston for three to start the week. Uh, that's a little bit of a tough go, but he's played before. He's got strikeout issues. We know that, but he's got a little bit of power. He's got some speed, and so that gives me at least a little bit of encouragement. And so with that type of profile, you can have a hot week like he's having right now and put up some really uh, nice numbers. You can also have a really cold week as well. So I'd also want to be looking for him. I think he's hits left-handed. Yeah. So I'd be wanting to look at like what those, what those matchups look like against Houston and against Boston and whether there's any lefties just to see how much, how much he's going to play uh, most likely next week. But I like the profile in terms of like the power speed combo with some, um, you know, with some, he's got a little like, uh, you know, I don't know. He seems like a really nice guy too. If you follow him on like, Twitter and his, uh, his journey through the, through the minors. Uh, I mean, I, I like the, the nice guy uh, thing. That's definitely would uh, sure. help me out there too. Um, it's a great tiebreaker in fantasy baseball. <laughs> no, this guy's kind of a, you know, not, not a nice word and this guy's cool. So let's go with him. I like it. That's uh, something Marty, I would do. That is, that is a doc thing for sure. Uh, Marty, why don't you give us now your two star pitchers? Would love to. All right, here's the um, week ten. Look at that. We're already through the uh, the tenth week here coming up. So these are next week's uh, two star uh, two start pitchers, as we always do. We're going to start with the no doubters. Got the new uh, new uh, Gwen Stefani photo for those uh, tuning in on YouTube. Um, so you these are the no point on that. Say what? You never disappoint on that. <laughs> Real quick before Martin, before you get started, there's a question in the comments: Plumber versus Morel versus Guillerme. Do you guys have what is uh, the consensus here between those three to play for next week? Probably Morel for me. That's what I'm doing. He's leading off. Yeah, Morel is. He he does only have the five games would be the only challenging thing. And the, I think the Mets do the Mets have seven next week. Uh, let me pull that up. Uh, they have. Let's see. The Mets have six. Six. So that's a good point. Probably, though, to five games. I, I probably still go with Morel. Just a heads up, Plummer hasn't played in three games, so. I don't know if he's got any long, long-term viability. Um, there's a really great resource on Fangraphs. Like if you just click on the team, you can see what the lineup's been the last six days, and that gives you like a little bit of sense of who's playing and who's not, and or who's being platooned and who's not. That's a good. So I'd, I'd probably still go with Morel. All right. Well, there's the uh, the answer right there. Go ahead, Marty. Take it away with your uh, no doubters here. Absolutely. All right. Starting with uh, Nasty Nestor today, another amazing outing. Uh, zero earned. He had seven Ks. Cortez goes against the, the Twins, then Chicago Cubs. Christian Javier versus the Mariners versus the Marlins. Carlos Rodon versus Colorado versus the Dodgers. And Kyle Wright still doing it. And look at the schedule. Beautiful. Versus Oakland versus Pittsburgh. Those are the uh, no doubters there. Move on to the second tier. These are the yeah. Yeah, why not? I mean, you're gonna you're gonna play these guys. You've got them on your roster. There's no way you can sit them at this point. So Michael Kopech, loving everything I'm seeing from him, continuing. 
it's funny. It took me a very long time to find this picture of Kopech. If you search him, about ninety percent of all the photos of are his uh, are their his girlfriend. So just so you know, for, for good reason. For good yeah, reason, no doubt. Cal <laughs> um, Quantrill versus the Rangers versus Oakland. Blake Snell. I'm still believing in Blake. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll him out there. First the Mets versus Colorado. Jeffrey Springs versus the Cardinals at Minnesota and Robbie Ray. Both Doc and I did not like him coming in this year, and it's, that's paying dividends that we've avoided him. But at Houston's going to be super tough. Boston's pretty good too, but I mean, you got to start him. Most people probably paid too much for him in an auction and overdrafted him as it is. So you got to you got to roll those guys out there. Next is the risky business as Tom Cruise comes sliding across across your screen in his underwear, which apparently that uh, Top Gun movie was pretty good. I won't see it, but I've heard good things. So these are the guys that like you got to be desperate, right? You got to be in a, a 15 team league, maybe a, a deep points league or, you know, you just need some strikeouts or you need some counting stats. Starting with Garrett Whitlock at the Angels at the Mariners, Dakota Hudson at Rays versus Cincinnati, Michael Waka at the Angels at Mariners. Madison, the bum Gardner at Cincinnati at Philly, John Gray at Cleveland at the White Sox, Brad Keller versus Toronto versus Baltimore, Cole Irvin at the Braves at Cleveland, uh, Graham Ashcraft versus um, the Diamondbacks and then at the Cardinals and then Connor, what's it, P- Pilkington? Yeah, I think so. You say yeah, it. Pilkington, yeah. First, the Rangers versus Oakland. So those are the guys that, you know, it's, it's going to be a little risky, but it's better than. Your next step. These are the the take a seats. So <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> if you have tuned into YouTube, you do see uh, Chris Hansen with his arms crossed. He's very very perturbed. He's upset, and he wants you to take a seat. These are the guys that you cannot play under any circumstance. I I, I don't recommend to do so. These are your take a seats. The Hunter Green versus Diamondbacks at the Cardinals. Hun Hin Ru. Um, man, he's he, he's he may not even play now. Yeah, he's, I was going to say, he may not yeah. even um, uh, be pitching next week. Uh, Trevor Rogers, Rogers at Washington or versus Washington at the Astros. Herman Marquez, another terrible outing, still leading all of baseball with the highest ERA. He's at the Giants at San Diego. Bailey Ober versus the Yankees versus Tampa Bay. Jose Quintana versus the Tigers at Atlanta. Daniel Lynch versus Toronto versus Baltimore. Mitch White at the White Sox at Giants. Johan Adan versus the Marlins. Um, then taking on the Brewers, Antonio Sensatella, as a, as I said, uh, where do you think he is? Absolutely. Take a seat. There's no way we're playing him first, the giants. And then um, at the Padres. And lastly, he was my uh, bring out your dead last week, Kyle Hendricks. He's killing me at Baltimore at New York. I don't think you can start him in any league at this point. So those are my two star pitchers. Toby, is there anybody in the take a seat category that you might be willing to roll with? Oh man, I just can't believe Trevor Rogers is has been so bad that he's in a take a seat uh, <laughs> mentality. You know, area it hurt with, to do that with, one too with Washington at home as one of the two starts too. Um, I think the only one that I might roll with because I have him in some leagues is Bailey Ober. I know he didn't look great yesterday, but he did get babbipped a little bit. He gave up nine hits. He didn't walk anybody, um, and he had some deep, decent peripherals. The Yankees obviously aren't ideal, but he is at home. And then the Rays offense is really struggling a lot. Um, it's been one of the worst offenses. It's got to be have been the worst offense for the last couple weeks, at least. Um, so I don't mind taking a stab at that, hoping that you get one win, either miraculously against the Yankees or um, by design against the Rays. And I think you should get a decent number of Ks. And 
the whip, depending on how the ball bounces, should be decent as well. So that's the one that I that I might throw out there. I think it's very borderline. I'd want to take a look at uh, what the projections say for the two starts. Yeah, and I will really quickly address uh, our buddy Lucas asking the top three starting pitchers that you guys might be on waivers. I would say probably in the risky business category. Um, any of these guys, I mean, the Garrett Whitlocks, Dakota Hudson, I know just had a really good start. John Gray also just had a really Whoa, good start. Whoa, he did not have a good start. He got lucky. I mean, he, the, the, he, might, the, he might be the luckiest pitcher ever. Hudson, yeah. 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 He is pretty lucky. <laughs> but I would say if pick three on this list. I'm sure all these guys are probably free agents in your league, I would think, or, or probably borderline. Um, so I think like Garrett Whitlock or, you know, a lot of these guys are, are probably – uh, okay to potentially try, but I would look at those guys first. Uh, two stars because um, unless you're in a, a roto league, but points league, those definitely are going to matter a lot. Um, all right, Doc, real quick, go through some of your hitting streamers for us. Oh, you mean pitching streamers? You want or me to, pitching streamers? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You you want me to to talk so quickly that you won't even get my segment right? Of course, we're showing the graphic first. We're starting out with JT. Beautiful graphic. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Toby. I hope you now win the game over David. Um, but JT Brubaker, coffee cakes, owning 4.2% of the ESPN leagues. He's gone in five innings at least in all six starts, which would qualify for a win. No runs allowed in his last 11.2 innings. And he plays the Diamondbacks who have scored five or less in five out of their last seven games. And they're not a good offense, according to Marty. So keep that in mind. And he's pitching Friday. So if you're listening to the podcast version in the morning, go out and get him. Next, David, your boy, Devin Smeltzer. Why is he my boy? Because he plays for the Twins. Yeah, but uh, he's not my boy. <laughs> okay. Owned in 13.6 at the ESPN leagues. Gone five innings pitched, all four starts this season with a 1-5 ERA, .83 whip. And we saw a flash in 2019 where he had a 3-8-6 ERA in 49 innings. Now he is facing the Blue Jays, so that might not be the best matchup. And I say it with a contingency if he's pitching Sunday. So if you need a streamer, I would go with him. I know the, the lineup isn't the best that he's facing. And the last, Michael Simeone's favorite, Michael Lorenzen, owned in only 41.5% of ESPN leagues. He's playing the Phillies. Bryce Harper day-to-day. Gene Segura is out 10 to 12 weeks with a fractured thumb. Phillies are 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games. They just get seem to be hit by the injury bug. He's a 2-0 and with a 1-8-8 ERA and 10 Ks his last three starts where he's faced the Blue Jays and the Athletics twice. So roll with the hot hand, pick up Michael Lorenzen. All right, Toby. Out of those three guys, Michael Lorenzen, Devin Smeltzer, J.D., J.B. Brubaker, who's your pick? Uh, of those three three guys, I would probably go with, uh, with Brubaker. Um, who was who was Lorenzen going up against? Who was he pitching against? Good question. Don. Oh, Phillies, you say? Phillies. Yeah. Um, I don't mind that one either. Um, yeah, I think Brubaker. The one thing that I'd be cautious with about Brubaker is he's really he has always struggled with lefties, and he gives up a crap ton of home runs. So, and the D backs, if I'm thinking about it, like their lefty guys are are decent like they have david peralta they have pavin smith they have my boy dalton varsho so i think they're a little bit tougher for righties so that might give me a little bit of hesitancy but i don't mind brubaker in that spot at all all right so uh, those are doc's pitching streamers 
Let's move on next now to Marty's Weekend Warriors. This is something that I feel like you hit on these a good amount. So this is valuable information. So go ahead, take it away, Marty. Yeah, JT Brubaker, was, uh, he was in my Weekend Warriors last week. And so was uh, Rugnet Odor, who uh, hit a home run. <laughs> That was loud. <laughs> Cut him off as he's taking a victory lap, David. Yeah, thanks, man. Anyway, here are the weekend warriors coming up for this weekend. So that would be uh, June 3rd through the 5th. We have uh, Kyle Farmar starting off. He's been pretty hot lately. You know, the, the Reds are kind of, you know, turning around a little bit. He's a shortstop, 34% rostered on Yahoo. Over the last seven days, Farmer is 9 for 20, batting 450 with six runs, three home runs, eight RBIs. He has three games versus Washington, and Washington, are, they are the second-worst pitching uh, team in baseball with a team ERA of 5.24, uh, so pretty brutal over there. Number two is Anthony Santander. We all remember about two years ago, he was pretty good. Um, last year, he, he was awful, and uh, this year it looks like he's bouncing back a, a little bit. Um, outfielder for the Orioles, 33% rostered. Over the last seven days, he's 8 for 26 with a 308 batting average, six runs, two home runs, eight RBIs. He's hitting third in the lineup every day. And, um, oh, and shout out to Britton Allen's three is the magic number show. You know, he's batting third. You know, three is the magic number. Uh, I love the everything he's doing. Check out his new show, um, his new episode with the Welsh on the uh, Triple Play Fantasy YouTube page. It's really good. Number three is um, arts boy Nico Miso Horner. Chicago Cubs, second base, 19% rostered. Over the last seven days, he's 8 for 26, batting 308 with a home run, four RBIs, and three steals, which is going to be super important. Um, he has four games this weekend um, because he had a doubleheader on Saturday versus the Cardinals. Okay, So that's going to be Farmer, Santander, and Horner for uh, as far as your hitters for this weekend. And then for the pitchers, and these are some uh, names we've talked about already. So Aaron Ashby, we've already kind of went over it. He's taking San Diego. He's taking on San Diego this weekend. I like that start there. Glenn Otto, I'm going to – Toby, we talked about it. He may blow up, but I'm going to roll him. I think for Seattle, I think he'll be okay this weekend and this weekend only. I uh, suggest you picking him up. And then lastly, he's going to be Tyler Wells versus the Guardians. His last game at Boston, he had the best start of his career so far. You know, he pits uh, six shutout innings. He only racked up three strikeouts, but that's kind of his gig. The uh, the Guardians are just, you know, top 10 hitting team or a bottom 10 hitting team in baseball. Camden Yards is completely fortified with everything they've done with the, uh, the left field wall. So I like uh, Wells versus the Guardians this weekend. And that's it. Those are the Warriors, baby. I like but, the but list you of told them. you told me not to do the two start for Glen Otto. That's true, but for the, for <laughs> those one start, oh, that's a great question. That's a great question, and I love fielding questions here, hey, Toby. So here's the thing with the weekend warriors. These are the guys you're desperate for, right? This is like Thursday afternoon, Friday afternoon. You need somebody for that weekend only. So there you go. Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, I was just kidding, of course. I was just teasing. <laughs> All right. Let's go to our last segment before we get to our question and game of the week. Of course, that's arts, charts, and trends. We missed this last week as well, Elsie. So why don't you give us some information that you've been tracking for us? And he's frozen. He's frozen. He looks like he's enjoying himself, though. You know, like <laughs> yes. whatever you said was funny just now. Yeah, you know what? I'll. Uh, <laughs> we should just leave that as his permanent picture. He can voice over that. Uh, I am, uh, if you guys can't tell, I have technical <laughs> you're having tech okay you know what elsie i i can um i can read your charts and trends for you oh god is my gonna... can you hear me 
We can now, yeah. All right. Can you hear me at all? Yes. Good. Okay. Um, so I, I was. This is over the past. The trends over the past week show that a number of of uh, franchises that you normally would not consider. <laughs> I've never really considered those franchises, honestly. <laughs> Wait, can we talk about Lucas's comment in here? Uh, looking real uh, young this week. Love the style art. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, all right, so over the past, I can't even read my glasses. Who's got the best eyesight here that can read that? Yeah, I can kind of see that. So over the past seven days, we're looking at WRC+. Plus. So it looks like Detroit, the Giants, the Royals, um, Pittsburgh. Uh, so some, I assume Art's trying to point out some teams that are typically horrible are actually looking pretty good. We're on the other side. We're looking at Houston, Philly, and then I think that's Tampa Bay. Wow, Tampa Bay is doing really bad over the last seven days. Only a 44 WRC+. Plus. So things are kind of moving around here. And then I think, yeah, he highlights some of those teams that you're not expecting would be there that are actually there. So good work from LC there with the highlights. Um, some more trends. LC, are you there? No, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, okay, so right. which. Okay. So, um, so when you look at this, there's uh there's a, a few teams, St. Louis, San Diego, San Francisco, Houston, uh, Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, Yankees, that uh, that you would not consider to be teams that you would really want to stream again. Uh, this is good but, information. Uh, I promise. Really, the only teams that that have have uh, worrisome tr- have worrisome trends. Can you can you see the slides? I'm sorry. I, yes. I, yeah, yeah, we can I'm see. Really the having a tough time with this. Uh, you are good, people. If you're watching on so, YouTube, you um, can if you see can the go slides. to. Uh, all right, so are we on LC, trends we, last right LC, now. Elsie, we got your back. What we're going to read the slides um, the for three you. teams that I. We got your back, Marty. What is the um? Okay. What are this? What are the slides saying here? Yeah, so this one's a little bit harder to decipher. Um, and, and looking at Art's Art's mind here. Um, um. You know what? <laughs> We're just gonna get through. Elsie, <laughs> I know you put a lot of work into these, but uh, I don't Let's know. WRC plus over the past week, 89, 44, and 86. Is this a victory so, lap for you too? Did you put your victory lap in as one of your trends? Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. Elsie, we feel your pain, buddy. Don't worry. He looks like he's pained right now. <laughs> he's just frozen, frozen in a pained expression. <laughs> yeah, look, I think he, he does like the, it's like a horror like theme or something he uses for his, his graphic uh, font. So it's pretty cool. Elsie, we always appreciate the work you do in those. I know. Got to get that connection fixed. I don't know what's going on with that connection there. Um, let's go now to the question of the week. And Doc, you had the question and game this week. So what's our question of the week? And you're on mute. You're such a rookie. Goodness. Toby's coming here. This is like his third time coming. And it's David, like you've made so many mistakes on the show today. <laughs> I mean, I mean, when I when I was first on the show, like the production value was just like top notch. And then like every time I've come on here, you know, it's just going down one notch, you know, a little bit. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Actually, like the production has been incredible. I'm I'm blown away by the graphics and um 
And like the video intro, like I almost left because I didn't feel like I like I could top the video that you guys played at the beginning. So <laughs> this is where we've that. hit our peak in life. Everything's downhill yeah. since. It is. It's uh, incredible. I don't even know how to even start doing those things. So the question <laughs> this week is which player is going to get their first all-star appearance this year? Hmm. James, did you not see I put it in the group chat earlier? Yeah. Mine uh mine's gonna I be the uh Taylor Ward. You know, if he continues what he's doing, Angels outfielder, you know, I, I could see that happening for him, especially the man you could get Otani oh Trout. Yeah. <laughs> Only Cody puts comments. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh Taylor Ward's gotta be the number one answer, right? Is there anybody else? Uh, no way. I put this question just so I could talk about Joey Musgrove and how he's going to get it. He's, he's never been a, an all-star Man, guys. He hasn't. It's Nestor. Nasty Nestor? Yeah. yeah I also, mean, Al- also Alec Manoa. Also Alec Manoa. Are you guys watching what Nasty Nestor's doing? He's looking pretty good. He is looking good. So I saw He's on my must start, Toby. I don't want to know. I saw it. It was beautiful to see him there, you know? I mean, I don't obviously, wanna... all, the, all, the, all the things that you guys are saying are, are good, too. But Nestor's got, like, what is he? He's got 175 ERA after today. He's got a 1.5 ERA and a .87 whip for the Yankees with, what does he have, five or six? No, I, actually, his wins have been a little bit tough to come by. Four wins. Four wins. I'm not. Nope, five wins now after today. I mean, I'm guys. Think- there was somebody on Twitter, and I, I wish I could give him credit. I just can't remember who put it. They said, is this the R.A. Dickey season where he is like one out, outlier year, and then he's completely back to being what he was. Do you guys think that that's the case with him? No. I I liked his skill set. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm a Lester. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, he did look good last year, but I feel like he did a lot more deception last year. Like he would like change up his delivery, slow he it down. Go, he wouldn't pitch as as deep into games as he's doing this year. I he's saw I know Andrew five. McCutcheon put out a tweet mm. and said that his like ninety two is like ninety seven because of how much it just gets up on you the way he it comes out of his hand. So I think that kind of just says it all right there, honestly. Um. I think that's, I mean, that's all the answers I would have picked. So I think you guys did a good job with that. Let's get then to the game of the week and no LC. So that's going to make one less person for me to beat tonight, uh, but also one less person for Toby to have to compete with for his first oh, victory man. here. It's the only chance I got. <laughs> I'm going to play the Marty's, I'm gonna, Marty's I'm been gonna... doing well in the games. Oh, tur- takes it. Puts his hat on backwards oh, now. Man. Game time. Is that what we're doing? Right, Is that what we're doing? It's, it's oh, game time. Man. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, gosh. Let's, no. Marty, before we start, let me just explain something to you. Please. This means the world to me, <laughs> winning this game. All right? If I lose, I will be absolutely devastated. Okay? So just as you answer the questions, <laughs> just, just remind that. yourself of that. Just keep that in mind. All yeah. right? This, this is how I will judge myself for, for the next six months. So. Well, right now, Toby, you're giving me Fred Durst vibes with that hat on backwards like that. So, I don't Oh, know. man. I just love if Toby loses this game, 
that he's going to be like tossing and turning like at night. His wife's going to say, is everything okay? I lost the game again. Why can't I win? I think you're giving us too much credit for that. But Go if, ahead. If I, if I lose this time, that means I'm going to have to be on the show at least seven times before I have a win, winning record. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What is it, Doc? Uh, what are we playing? All right. So this is a game that we did in the past. And Toby, I know you weren't here for this one. But basically okay. what I'm going to give you is two players. And I'm going to give you three categories. And you have to tell me which player has more in those. So you'll you'll get the hang of it. It's pretty quick. For this year? Uh, no, for a career. Good, good, um, good question. So, like, it's going to be career stats. Okay. You, David and Marty, you guys remember this. Yeah, yeah. Well, well it's a pretty simple concept. Yeah, so uh, since Toby really wants to win, I'm going to have him go first. Then Marty, then David. David, I always have you go first. So okay, the last couple games, I tried to have you go. <laughs> Marty's first. gonna, or uh, Toby's gonna set the tone. Wait, here. should I get to go last and like hear what other people have to say before <laughs> you know to give me a shot? Well, I mean, we're gonna rotate. We're gonna rotate. I'm just kidding. So the first two players are Garrett Cole and Lance Lynn. So who has more wins? Who has more career shutouts? And who has more career innings pitched between those two? Does it have to be all three, or do I? No, guess, no, no, like, no. So one? it's it could be three nothing. It could be two one. So you just say that you could be like Lance Lynn has so, this. So it's wins, wins, you could, you, wins yeah. innings, wins innings pitched for their career and career shutouts. Okay, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say um, Cole has two of those. Do I have to tell you which ones? Yeah, you do. Okay, Cole has. Cole has the wins and the strikeouts. Or no, or it was that one of them. Wins. It wins and win. Cole has wins. It's shutouts and innings pitched. Cole has it. wins. Lucas is playing too. He's oh, this is man. his guess. God, I, I'm not looking. I can't be swayed. <laughs> I'd say Cole has wins. I think Lynn has shutouts. And then innings pitched. Innings pitched. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Cole as well. Okay, Marty. Right. Cole is shutouts. Lynn wins and innings pitched. Okay, and David. I'm gonna go Cole. Innings pitched. And wins and Lynn with shutouts. All right, I see Arch trying to get in. Are we waiting for him? No, he's not going to be able to last. He'll just, right. just be a bystander. So, Garrett Cole has more wins. Yes. Garrett Cole has more shutouts. Lance Lynn has more innings pitched. So, oh Marty got God. two. David and Toby each got one. Oh, it's already dang. Sorry. <laughs> we were on the board. We're on the board. That's, that's what matters. All right. All right. So, the next one, the two players we are comparing are Freddie Freeman and Joey Votto. So the categories are home runs, stolen bases, and triples. And by the way, our boy Lucas got all three right. Shout out him. So Marty, we start with you. Home runs, stolen. Oh yeah, bases, Luke, Lucas. Lucas is looking on Fangraphs. <laughs> <laughs> this is how rumors get started. No, there's no accountability there. Yeah, that's true. Lucas, we love you, buddy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go Lucas. ahead. I don't know you. Go oh, up. Uh, it's between uh, Freeman and Votto, and we're going to do stolen bases, home runs, and triples, right? Yeah. All right, so Freeman, stolen bases, and home runs. I'll give Votto the triples. You said Freeman, 
stolen bases and home runs and yep. Votto triples. Yep. Okay, David. That's exactly how I had it as well. All right, Toby. I'm going Freeman with the clean the clean sweep. All right. Well, does that ever happen in this game? Yeah, it can, but it's not what uh, you guys did awful this round. Um, Votto edges Freeman in homers. Votto edges Freeman in stolen bases. And Freeman edges Votto in triples. So Toby got one. David and Marty got zero. Votto has oh, more stolen bases. Five. 80 to 57. <laughs> Wait, did, uh, so wow. Lucas said Votto, Freeman, Freeman. But so you he, got, he got there. He heard me say he was going to fan graphs. So he was like, oh, I got to miss one. <laughs> All right. So the next the next two players are how many do we have total, just so we know? We have four this is the third of four groupings and then I have a okay. tiebreaker. Okay. Oh god. All right. We have Cody Bellinger and Raphael Devers. So the categories are home runs, RBIs, and then walks. And Dave, we're starting with you. Home runs, RBIs, and walks. Yeah. Between Devers and um, and here again, Bellinger. Bellinger. Uh, all right, home runs. Bellinger came out strong, but I feel like he's. I'm gonna say. Oh my god. I'm gonna say it's. I did good. I did good. I'm putting myself did. on the back. Thank you. This I'm gonna say challenge. home runs and RBIs. To Devers. And walks. To Bellinger. Okay. Toby, back to you. I'm going Bellinger on home runs and walks. Devers on RBI. Okay. And Marty. Same. Same as Toby. Same as Toby. Bellinger on home runs and walks and Devers on RBI. Yep. Well, you're right. You and uh, Toby each got three on that. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. Holy moly. Would you expect anything less? <laughs> so going into Wait, what about Lucas? Life, How did Lucas do? Uh Devers, Bellinger. Uh, he got zero on that. Oof. Definitely yeah. not looking at Pangrass anymore. <laughs> he did add he only found out about Pangrass last week. Oh um, boy. Okay. All right, I'm just kidding, into, Lucas. You're I, I'm just teasing. Going into our final question. Toby has five, Marty has five, and David has three. I don't know if I can handle this, guys. This is a lot of pressure. <laughs> All right. Don't be like oh. the Golden State Warriors here, Toby. Oh All right. God. So the, the are they last... losing? Well, that meant like well, they lost a 3-1 lead to Cleveland. <laughs> so oh, okay. okay. The last two players we're comparing are Jose Altuve and Starling Marte. And oh, the categories are stolen bases, home runs, and then caught stealing. So for caught stealing, you have to tell me who has more caught stealing attempts. Like who's gotten caught stealing more? Yeah. Okay. And Toby, we're starting with you. Oh God! All right. So more. So the question is more home runs, more, more stolen bases, stolen bases, and more times getting caught stealing. Damn. <sighs> yes, this is making me. Toby's stressing out. I did well. I love this. I'm going to go with Altuve for home runs. Mm-hmm. Altuve for steals. Mm-hmm. And, oh, 
Marte for Marte for caught stealing. Okay. Clear? You said Marley. Starling Marte or or, Ket, or Ketel Marte. I totally blanked out on it's that. It's Starling. Oh, Starling, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, Marty. Uh, Lucas's yeah. guess. And Altuve, Altuve home runs and stolen bases, and then Marte caught caught stolen. So you said exactly what you said exactly what Toby did. There is technically Wait, a tiebreaker. There is technically that's a tiebreaker right. question. There is, there is a tiebreaker, but I'm just confirming that you said what he did. All right, and then David. I mean, the only way I can win is if I say something completely Ooh, different. Game theory. Oh. So I'll say uh, Starling Marte for the first two and Jose Altuve for the last one. Um, well, David, I mean, there's no way you could have came back, but uh, it's Marte in stolen bases and caught stealing and then Altuve in home runs. So mm. we That's have true. a tie between Toby and Marty. So Marty, remember? Do you remember is, what I said? Do you remember what I said when we started this? <laughs> so this is me this and is, you now, man. So this is a tiebreaker we have, and I was really hoping that Robbie Ray was going to get the win yesterday because it would have edged out the category against Michael Waka. So the last two for these, it's going to be innings pitched and home runs allowed. Who has more innings pitched and who's allowed more home runs? And if you guys uh, say the same answer on this, or if we tie, I have a second part of the tiebreaker. So don't feel okay. like you have to pick something different. Marty, we're uh, starting with you on this. Innings you, pitched, home runs it's, allowed. It's Michael Waka and um, Robbie, Robbie Ray. Ray. Yep. Okay. Innings pitched and homers allowed. Okay. Um, Waka innings pitched, Ray homers allowed. Okay. Toby? What he, what he said, he said, Waka innings pitched. Yep. Uh huh. And home runs, Ray. Yeah, and for for home runs, Marty, I I apologize if I wasn't clear. Who is allowed more home runs? Right. Yeah. They, like uh, I think that Ray's given up more home runs than Waka. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That makes me think I got it wrong. You did a good job. Lucas. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. It's not gonna go to a tiebreaker. No, no, because He's, I have a second. I have a second part of this. So pick what you think. No, I know. I'm not gonna go with what Marty said. <laughs> All right. I'm just qualifying this because it's scary to go off. <laughs> I just don't want you to say I should have picked something else, but I didn't want to do the tiebreaker. I'm going to go with Ray innings pitched and Ray homers allowed. Boom. He got both. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. Whoa. Where's my, where's my yes. celebration music for him? Oh, Holy man. moly. You guys, this has been years, years in the making. I just want to... Thank a lot of people. Um, Not too much. We don't want to get copyrighted. Oh man. Oh man. I don't. I still don't know if I'm going to recover. <laughs> well, it came, it came down I'm to not, a tiebreaker. I just want to preface. It came down to a tiebreaker, and Toby, instead of being like, you know what, I'll, I'll go into the second part of it. He's like, no, I know this is the answer. I'm riding out whether I win or lose. I didn't know. I didn't know for sure. My only thing was like Waka has been injured so much, you know, like that was my only thing. But the hardest thing to remember is like when these guys started pitching, 
Like I was mm -hmm. like, did Waka start like in the early 2010s? Like how long has he been around for? And then when did Ray start? Like that's when you know you're getting old when you're like, God, how long have these guys even been around for? <laughs> so it was, it, was, uh, it was a great competition. Marty, you did great as well. Thank, Thank you, you for letting me win this uh, win this great. round. It really would mean a lot to me. He looked very defeated when when Toby won. I got a little. <laughs> Marty's been doing too well in the games. We needed to knock yeah. him down a lot. If Robbie oh. Ray is involved, I'm going to lose on and off the field. <laughs> <laughs> That's fact. true. That's true. Well, on that note, Toby, man, you are. It's always a pleasure having you on here, man. Uh, it's always a blast for us. Please plug all the great work that you're doing right now. Yeah, if you're interested in hearing more from me, uh, I have a podcast that goes that we that goes on every Wednesday morning normally for folks on the East Coast. We record it really late on Tuesday nights. It's Bubba and the Bat Flip. My podcast is called Bat Flip Crazy Fantasy Baseball, but it, it goes on both on my stream and Bubba Bench with Bubba's stream as well. And then you can find me on Twitter at Bat Flip Crazy, where I mostly just put out different memes each season. Uh, sharing how bad of a fantasy baseball analyst I am. But <laughs> it's always a pleasure uh, to be on the show. It's always a lot of fun. I appreciate you stacking the deck and uh, making sure that I could take down this one. I'm going for 500 next time. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. I really no, don't invite it. him back on. He has to be on the show. With <laughs> forever. I love forever. I love that uh, you got off the schneid tonight. I wish I could have, I wish I could have uh, been in with you in the tiebreaker, but uh it's, it's again, it's always a blast having you, man. And um, appreciate you, Lucas, uh, for the nice comments as well. Uh, and then everybody that watches, we appreciate you guys. Please make sure if you enjoy the content, you guys like the video, subscribe to the channel if you're not already. Leave a comment below. Talk about how smart Toby is. Won his first the, game uh, here on Triple the Discord. Play. Really? Yeah, uh, do all that. It all helps. And you hop in the Discord. The link is posted by uh, Marty at the beginning of each episode. You guys can go do that. And if you're on the podcast version, you guys know that you can uh, subscribe there. All our episodes are up on the next morning on the podcast feed as well. So for Toby, for Elsie, wherever he is right now, who knows, <laughs> for Marty and Doc, I'm David. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Of course, we're going to make like a bread truck and haul these buns. Yeah, did not forget that.